Have you been considering taking your horse or Western photography passion to the next level? Hi, it's Kara with Cowgirls with Cameras, and I want to tell you about our Cottonwood Ranch photography experience in August. This experience is a workshop, portfolio builder, business clinic, and gathering set in the majestic scenery of the Nevada mountains. This event is learning intensive and full of shooting opportunities that feature ranch work, western horses, cowboys, cowgirls, horses, and dogs. You'll walk away feeling more confident in your camera, editing, and business skills, shoot a few thousand images, and gain new friends in the process. Our events are always focused on collaboration over competition, and our three instructors, myself, Kim Beer, and Phyllis Burchette, are all deeply passionate about seeing you reach your photography goals. To learn more about this event and other photography adventures we have coming up, head over to cowgirlswithcameras.com. Welcome to the Business Animal Podcast. Saddle up for a gallop to the top of the animal industry, where you'll learn how to tame your wild business beast with tips, techniques, and tools that will take overwhelm to obedience school and have you wagging your tail with joy. And now your hosts, Kim Beer and Kara Taylor Swift. Hey there, business animals. It is Kim with Be More Business. And Kara with Fast Horse Photography. Hi, Kim. Good morning. Good morning. How are you today, Kara? I'm good. I'm good. We're recording a couple episodes this morning, aren't we? Trying to get ourselves, get some episodes out there so we're not, you know, like always scrambling and running because we've got so much going on right now. I know it. It's so much fun because it's getting close to summer and all of our fun trips. And I just want to give a shout out to the fact that if you're a photographer out there listening to this, we have a couple of spots left in a couple of our workshops. So especially our Cottonwood workshop, this is the coolest workshop ever. And we have some limited space available for that workshop, which we're super excited about and would love for you to come. There's going to be cowboys, cowgirls, dogs, lots of beautiful scenery and amazing opportunities to learn and grow and expand your photography and also spend some time with a really wonderful ranch family on some beautiful and really cool adventures and when we go out to shoot there. So if you're interested in that, head over to cowgirlswithcameras.com. Take a look. Even if you don't feel you're a super high-end photographer yet, like you're still maybe in the beginning stages, this workshop is absolutely perfect for you. So consider that if you're listening to this and you're one of our photographer sisterhood. Other than that, Do you have anything you want to say before we dive into this gorgeous topic that we're talking about today? Well, I did just see a post from one of the photographers that was there last year and is related to the family in Nevada, the Smith family. And she was saying that there's a lot of water this year. So I'm pretty stoked because it sounds like we might have some, like last year we kind of had to look for water and it was a little bit of a struggle. It sounds like this year there's going to be a lot of like water action to photograph. So not to keep us on this topic, but when you started talking about it, I was thinking about that. I just saw that like early this morning and was pretty excited about it. Yeah. Anytime you wait, well, we had them playing in a pretty good sized Creek last time. And I I say Creek. I don't know what they say out there, but we say Creek here. Do you say Creek or Crick? We say Creek. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, we say creek. I think they'd call them something else out west. I've mean, I heard people say crick, but... Yeah, that's a kind of a backwoods Missouri thing. Anyway. Maybe some of our listeners can educate us on if it's a creek or a crick. Or maybe there's another <laughs> name for it. <laughs> what are we talking so about we- today? Yeah, I was just going to ask the same question. So what we're talking about today is coaching yourself. So we all know that coaching is a crazy industry these days. And I also know that there are people out there that say, ah, I don't either A, have time to, or B, have the money to hire a coach. Now, I'm going to tell you, coaching, consulting, those kind of things, they can really move you forward in your business. So if you have the budget, I really recommend that you work with somebody, but sometimes there's an occasion where you either don't have the funds or you have something that you just know you could do, but you may be struggling a little bit with. So we wanted to cover talking about coaching yourself today through some things. So our big three for today are number one, adopt the attitude of a coach. So this is really necessary if you're going to coach yourself. You gotta kind of got to cop that coach attitude. Then number two is to use coaching tools. There are a lot of coaching tools available to just the average human out there. And we're going to talk about some ways that you can look for the right ones for you. And then also just because everything is usually better together to find another business owner or friend who can be your accountability buddy. So Kira, do you want to start by diving into that? Adopt that attitude of a coach. Adopt your coachy attitude. I do. And I want to start by apologizing. My dogs are super talkative today. So if you hear any dog barking in the background, just, you know what? We're a dog-friendly podcast and sometimes they have things to say. So I'm just going to apologize. I muted myself. I gave them the mom dog yell a second ago. I don't know if you saw that, but I have no guarantee. So <laughs> well, they want adopting to coach the you. attitude of a coach. <laughs> That's right. They want to coach me. Adopting the attitude of a coach. So I was thinking about this topic. Of course, like Kim said, you want to work with a coach, but there are some things that if you can't, if you just don't have the time or that this is a, such a cool thing that you can do some of this stuff for yourself. So a lot of this that we're talking about, we've done episodes on key pieces of it. So definitely look back through those. But here is what I'm thinking about adopting the attitude. The first thing is setting clear goals. So taking the time to, you know, really define your objectives and think about what you want to achieve. And Kim, we did a whole episode, I think, where we talked about smart plans and smart goals. Do you want to talk about what that is real quick? I do. So smart plans are just a simple way to keep yourself on track. And they are amazingly easy to do. So SMART, S-M-A-R-T, is an acronym. It stands for specific, sorry, I have trouble with that word, specific, in more ways than one, (laughs) specific, measurable, (laughs) actionable, your reason, R, reason, and T, timeline. So what you do is just take a piece of paper, write down S and specific, and specifically outline what it is that you want to do. 
put some parameters around it. Know exactly what it is. Because a lot of times we set goals or we decide we want to accomplish something and we really don't always know what that looks like. We just sort of say it and roll. I'm a big, big person for doing that, but a smart plan will help you get very specific and it'll open up some doors for you when you sit and think about that. M stands for measurable. So how are you going to know this is a success? How are you going to know it is complete? How are you going to know you've reached your goal? What is the measurable part of things? So whatever that happens to look like, for an example, if you want to self-coach yourself to add 500 people to your email database, your specific thing would be to increase my email database, your measurable would be 500 people. So that's how you set that up. A is actionable. What do you need to do to make that happen? So what are the actions? Well, you probably need to put a forum on your website that gets people onto your email list. You can do networking. You could create a QR code that you can take to networking events that signs people up. You could create a lead magnet that helps people get onto your list. See what I mean? So action steps. What are you going to mm-hmm. do in order to make this happen? The R is the reason. What is the reason? And I'll tell you that A's and the R's. Some places you'll Google this and there'll be different words for that. I like reason for this R because it reminds you of why you're doing this. So what is the bigger purpose? In the case of growing your email list, it'd be to make more money, right? So that's the reason at the bottom line of things. And then the T is the timeline. What is the encapsulation of when you're going to start this and when you're going to complete it? When you write that down, you are coaching yourself. You are setting yourself aside and saying, I'm going to take this very specific time and I'm going to work toward what I want to do. When someone comes to many life coaches, that's one of the first things they're going to do with you is they're going to sit and ask you to do maybe not the exact word smart plan, but they are going to work through something very similar to what I just described. So, yeah. So then you're going to take this smart plan, you're going to write it down, and it's going to be what gives you that clear direction, right? I mean, that's Mm -hmm. that's really going to be the starting place with that. I also think it's really important at this phase when you're adopting that attitude is to take some time to really reflect and think about your strengths and your weaknesses as an animal-based business owner, or just as a person in general trying to keep their shit together, you know? Um, So really take some time to assess those strengths and and weaknesses. Think about areas where you really excel. And then think about those areas that you know you struggle with or that you need improvement on. This can be really kind of eye-opening and help you, I think, target how you're going to handle coaching yourself. And this is a time to be really honest with yourself. I know what a lot of my weaknesses are. And by knowing them, I can be a lot more aware about how I set expectations on how I'm going to move forward and how I'm going to plan something as simple as my day. The next thing that I have here is about creating a learning plan. So you actually want to take the time to create your own self-coaching plan. And this can be a structured, it should be a structured guide that kind of guides you through that journey. You want to do what we've talked about before with your SMART goal. You want to break it down into small, actionable steps and think about the all of the actions that you need to take. Think about the resources 
that you're going to have to go out and acquire. And then be real realistic about the timeline that you put into place for achieving each one of those steps that you put together. Let's see, the next thing that I was thinking about is the accountability piece of it and just how important it is to hold yourself accountable. Just, you know, establishing an accountability system for yourself, setting deadlines for your goals, creating little milestones if necessary, and just regularly taking the time to review that progress. And we're gonna talk down below a little bit about having accountability partners, but I think that's also a key part of this holding yourself accountability. And Kim, I know you have a couple of things you wanted to say about holding yourself accountable. Yes, because holding yourself accountable is hard. This is probably one of the most difficult areas of self-coaching. And it's one of the most valuable. Why are we so weak? (laughs) Yeah, one of the most valuable areas of having a life coach, right? Or having a coach for anything is to keep the accountability up. There are some ways that you can kind of hack your brain and your motivation to help keep you with this, right? So one of the reasons that being coached is so effective is that there's a reward for you from another person that you got something done. So there's the overall reward that you're looking for. It's the S on your smart plan, right? It's your specific goal that you're after. But While you're in the midst of getting that done, a lot of times you can lose sight of that. So it's really important to do little rewards for yourself along the way. There are a couple of ways that you can really hack into your brain to get that, what you would call a a serotonin dopamine hit from it. And so one of them is called jars. So this is whatever you're doing, when you make progress toward it, you're going to basically drop something into a jar. Now, the jar can be any size, make it appropriate to the goal and how many actions you may have to do. And then buy some stones. Now, I've done this before and it's really fun. I went and got really colorful aquarium stone things that were all glittery and pretty because it makes such a pretty jar that I can sit on my desk. But you take the jar and you drop one of those rocks or stones or you can use coins, you can use anything that you want and any jar that you want. But I can tell you a clear jar with a satisfying clink is the best because it gives you a little hit of satisfaction when you're able to move a stone into the jar. That keeps you motivated and moving forward. Just a little tiny hack that you can do to keep yourself on track. So in our example that I gave above where you're building your email list, you may want to drop a stone into the jar every time somebody signs up for your list. Or you may want to drop a stone in the jar every time you ask somebody to join your list. What happens is that you start to see your progress building up because you can't visualize the number of people in your database really easily because it's locked away inside your computer. But that jar on your desk with the rocks or coins in it, you can really visualize. So it also helps you keep apprised of your progress. Another thing that you can do if you so would like is you can create a money reward. And these are just two, I'm only going to give you these two ways, but there are hundreds of others. If you Google around some ways to do self-rewards, you'll find a whole bunch. But in this case, what you're going to do is you're going to set aside a amount of money. 
I don't care what it is. Make it proportionate to the smart plan. Make it enough money that it's a little bit on the painful side to stink in there and it'll be a big reward when it comes out. So what you're going to do is you're going to squirrel that money away somewhere. I would recommend you put it in a savings account, but you can do it a multitude of ways. You could just get the cash out of the bank, wad it up, hand it to your spouse or to somebody else to babysit or put it in a drawer, whatever the case is. But then when you reach the M status, all of the M's on your smart plan, then if you reach those then you're able to spend that money on something you want. If you don't reach it within the timeline, then you donate that money to a charity or you give that money away to a friend or something along those lines. In other words, there's an obvious cost and reward system in there. So you're just basically creating rewards for yourself that will be attainable when you reach the goal and will keep you motivated to go along the way. Does that make sense? Yeah, that accountability piece is so huge. I've been doing some nutrition coaching recently and I have this app and let me tell you, it's such a big difference when you've got someone looking at your food intake every single day to make sure that you're eating healthy and you're not skimping on your calories and all of that because I'm actively like, I know someone's watching every single day. So it's like finding ways to be accountable. Having a coach is wonderful, but if you don't have a coach, how do you create that same sense of accountability to something or to some activity? So I love those two ideas, Kim. The last little piece that I have here, I think also moves us really nicely into our big three, number two. And it just talks about seeking knowledge and resources. You know, look for resources that can really help you gain the knowledge and skills in the areas that you want to improve. So there might be some books that you can read or articles or blog posts that are related to your specific niche within the animal industry or the topic that you you are hoping to improve upon, attend webinars, go to workshops, and then just explore different types of online courses. And then of course there's podcasts. Hello, what are we doing all this work for, right? So go out there, find a podcast that you can help just kind of add to the knowledge and just really take advantage. There is a vast amount of information that is available out there for you. So just spend some time seeking out the knowledge and resources. And I think that moves us really nicely into big three, number two, which is use coaching tools. What do you think? I do. I think it moves us great into that. So coaching tools are everywhere. So if you just Google coaching tools, a lot of stuff is going to come up for you to be able to take a look at. Oh, I've never done that. To see what you can accomplish. So the SMART plan is a coaching tool. There are other coaching tools. So you can go a little bit in depth. So there's a lot of coaching programs out in the world these days. And a lot of their tools are, some of their tools, not a lot of them, but some of their tools are available online for you to just Google around in and take a look and see how they work. So just wander through a little bit of Google searching and maybe do a little bit of research on Amazon, read the reviews, take a look at the tool and see if there are things out there that really resonate with you in how you might want to go about 
accomplishing what you want to accomplish in your SMART plan or in your goal that you set for yourself. See if there's any that really resonate with you on a level that you believe will help you get those things done. And again, accountability is a huge piece of it. So there's also apps and other things that you can grab onto that are going to help you remain accountable or track your time around something. I mean, the world online, like the digital support tools that we have access to today are really, really amazing. And if you spend just a little bit of research time, it's way more than we could go into here. But if you spend just a little bit of research time on that, you're going to find a lot of things that will help support you in whatever your specific journey is. I do want to mention one very specific tool, and it's basically like a project organization tool, and it's called Trello. And if you've never used Trello, I think it's a good idea to check out. Now, I'm going to say that there's a bunch of tools out there that'll even have the tag of just like Trello. So you know that Trello is popular when other softwares are pointing at it and saying their software is just like Trello. Is Trello still free? It is. It is. Again, like all free software, it's a lesser version Mm -hmm. of the paid version of the software. But it is still free. And it really does help you organize your thoughts. Like all of those actionable items in your smart plan, you can put those into little buckets and lists and help yourself really stay organized in moving forward with your project or goal or whatever you're after to accomplish in this self-coaching project. And it's beneficial because it keeps it very much visually. I recommend that you keep it open on your computer somewhere. If you do use Trello, like keep it open 24 seven, like look at it on a routine basis. The things that you see, the things that you're reminded of are the things that you put energy into. So it's just having it present and in front of you is a huge help in making sure you accomplish it. If you notice a lot of the things that we've talked about are around coaching are around the accountability piece of things. And it's just another way that you can help yourself remain accountable. Yeah, I think that there's a reason why we all have 20 tabs open at the top of our computer right now, because those are the things that we know we have to work on. We know we need to go back to and we can't forget. So you're so right about that. So in this section, there are ways that I think that you can really leverage online coaching tools. And one of those is that take that time to really, once again, identify the specific areas that you want to work on, that you want to coach yourself on. So think about those areas that you want to enhance, you know, your skills, your knowledge. I mean, it might be something like you're working on, you know, your marketing for your animal-based business, or you want to increase sales. You want to be a better leader in your industry. Maybe you've got to work on your time management. I mean, it doesn't matter. Any aspect of your animal-based business that you want to work on, just take the time to first identify those specific areas for improvement, because that's going to help you when you're trying to find the appropriate coaching tools online to get you to the next stage. Definitely spend some time researching 
those tools, like Kim mentioned, there might be multiple tools that do something very similar, but maybe they come at different price points or their free level comes with different options. There's just a lot of different things out there that you could you could use. So flip through and explore some of those different coaching platforms. Look at the websites, look for app options. There might be something you can do on your, you know, your handheld devices or your tablets and really try to find resources and programs that are relevant to your specific area that you want to improve on. You know, try to find some that have like reputable sources. You know, they've already kind of proven that they provide high quality content. Maybe you're looking at their review section and they've got really positive reviews or even just word of mouth recommendations. So don't be afraid to kind of ask around and find out what other people are using. I mean, Kim already made a great an example of a resource today when she mentioned Trello. And she did say there's a lot of other types of platforms that are similar to Trello. So take your time to go through and look and see what might be best for you. The next thing that I have listed here is talking about, you know, just participating in online courses and programs. I mean, there's a wealth of information that is already available out there, you know, so find some time to just enroll in a relevant online course, webinar, and, you know, if you're not going to enroll in a coaching program, maybe there is another way, which we're going to talk about in the next section, that you can have a coaching group or a coaching program that is less formal. You know, just really try to work your way through the content that's out there and gain as much knowledge that you can and start putting what you learn into action as soon as possible. I also think that following industry blogs, so like in within the animal-based industry that you're in, is a great place to get coaching tools. So like spend some time reading blogs, listening to podcasts that are specific to your industry or specific to the topic that you're hoping to approve upon. Just taking the time to continuously learn and evolve can be really huge. Kind of embrace that. You know, we've talked about growth mindset on here. Try to embrace that growth mindset and try to think about it in terms of, I'm trying to create some habits that are lifelong habits and not just to get through this one thing. You know, what can I take from this smart plan? What can I take from this plan that I'm trying to accomplish that I'm going to then take with me as other things come up in my business or in my life? Just continuously be out there seeking that knowledge on a regular basis. And yeah, I think that moves us into number three, Kim. What do you think? Hold on, hold on. I wanted to add two more things to this oh, area. Go for I it. know we've talked a lot about an online stuff and then you talked about blogs and podcasts. Don't forget those yeah. books. There are books and books and books and books to help you with this topic. So two That's books. True. That I know that both Kara and I have, well, I don't know about the one. Have you read The Slight Edge? Uh no. Okay. Is that the one with the goldfish so, jumping into the bowl? No, that's the one about leaping on something. But that one's irrelevant yeah, yeah, to this I just conversation. Read that one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Well, I read it anyway, okay? <laughs> yes. That one is a great book to read. I can't remember the title of it right at the moment, but it does have a goldfish on the cover. The one that I'm talking about, so the two books I want people to think of in this category, one is The Slight Edge. And The Slight Edge is by Jeff Olson. And it was one of our packet in our book textbook packet that we were given through Touched by a Horse to read and understand because it really talks about how to reach your goals by breaking things down into small, actionable, palatable bits. So basically, it's the equivalent of that you have to eat the elephant one bite at a time. 
bigger goals and big life changes happen in very small increments. And so understanding that, and I think the book is a great book to read. It's super easy to read. It's not horribly complicated. And it has it has quite a few little tidbits in it that are really worth the effort. It is a little bit of an older book, so you can find it used. You can probably find it at your library. So if you don't want to invest in it, it's a really easy one to get a hold of. So that's The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson. The second book that you and I both, I think, have read that I really enjoyed was Atomic Habits by James Clear. And that book is awesome to really help you be able to break down how goals work in our brain and then also how to create really efficient habits that create the change that you want to have in your life. The subtitle of that book is Tiny Changes, Remarkable Results. So in self-coaching, all coaching is about creating a change and reaching a goal is creating a change, right? So we've talked a lot about goals, but coaching is a lot about creating change. And both of those books really, really help you wrap your head around the internal psychology of how humans work through change. So highly recommend both of them. And now I think we're ready to move on to number three in this, which is asking your friends to be accountability buddies. I know we've done this for each other. Yes, this is my favorite. And I love all this other stuff. But for me, this has been one of the most useful Like this is big three number three for us, but it's like big three number one to me because it has been the most useful piece of self-coaching that I've ever experienced. So having your friends as accountability buddies or yeah, I'm going to say friends, having your friends as accountability buddies, it can really be a valuable strategy when you're trying to coach yourself as an animal-based business owner. So here are some ways that we've pulled together that you can really help it work effectively. The first one, we've talked about goals, I think already on every single one of this, but this is important too. So set some clear goals and share them. You have to share them with your accountability buddy, okay? So once again, you gotta make sure your goals are smart and share each one of those pieces of your SMART goal with your accountability person. This will really help your friend understand what you're going for, what you're aiming for, and then they can have some role in holding you accountable to those objectives. So they can say, well, remember, these were the three things that you said you were going to do. How are you doing with those three things? It looks like maybe you skipped one of them, you know? So let's talk about that. Having that piece of that Huge, huge. The next piece of it is sharing that plan, which I think the first one kind of rolled into that. So you're going to set those specific, those tasks or those action plans for your animal business. You're going to then turn around and communicate that to your accountability friend, to your accountability buddy. So this is going to really help you create a sense of commitment to your plan. And it's also going to allow your friend to follow up with you later and make sure that you've accomplished those tasks. That's huge. Like I said before, when I was talking about my nutrition that I'm working on, knowing that in a week I'm going to see her and that she's going to say, well, I've been watching, you know, your nutrition every week and you really need to get your carbs up. You know, I'm knowing that that's being watched. So somebody else have an eyes on it. I think that just automatically encourages us to do better. The next piece that I have is regarding 
checking in regularly and tracking your progress. So having regular check-ins, schedule those regular check-ins with your accountability friend and discuss your progress. And this is big. This has to be regular and it needs to be expected so that we can be planning for it. This can be weekly. It can be monthly, you know, whatever works within your business and within your, you know, your schedule, but just make sure that it's scheduled and that it's happening regularly. This is a great time where you can update what's been going on in your business. You can talk about your achievements. You can talk about any challenges maybe that you're having that are holding you back from reaching that goal. The regular piece of that I think is essential because it keeps you moving forward knowing that you've got a check-in coming up can be huge. And sometimes I'm going to say, even if it means that you haven't done anything all week long towards your goal, but you know, you got a meeting tomorrow, that's going to inspire you to put a little fire under your backside to get you working on it and dedicate some time to getting it done. The next place is about being honest and transparent. And this one can be kind of tricky, you know, so we have to kind of open up about our successes, but we also have to open up about our failures and when we're not following through and when we're not really doing the things that we said we were going to do. And it's important to be honest about those setbacks and those obstacles that, you know, we encounter along the way. And our accountability buddies, they can really, I think they can provide some really valuable insight encouragement when we need it. And guess what? I have had a lot of times when they have offered some pretty dang good suggestions to get me motivated again, to get me moving forward and to help me overcome whatever that little bump in the road that was preventing me from being successful that week. So I think that is huge. The next piece that I'm thinking about here regarding accountability buddies is, you know, taking the time to network with other small animal-based business owners. And this can look like joining professional networks. I mean, gosh, how many times have we talked about joining professional networks, attending (laughs) industry events? I mean, all the time. Engaging with other small animal-based business owners. Just really taking the time to connect with like-minded individuals. It'll give you the opportunity to share insights, to gain insights, to learn from other business owners' successes and challenges. And then by doing that, you're setting yourself up to have other options in terms of peer support, which we, I mean, we've been talking about how important that is in this section. And then... The next piece that I have is regarding, I mean, I think I like to talk about this one this lot, is just celebrating those achievements. And it's more fun to do that with a friend, right? I mean, it's just more fun. So when you achieve your business goal, when you reach that milestone, celebrate with your accountability buddy. Acknowledge your progress, share your wins, let it boost your confidence. Gosh darn it, you deserve it. And just really acknowledge the positive work that you have done by being accountable to yourself and by being accountable to your accountability buddy. I love all of those. And you know, one of the things that I am now part of a group, as a matter of fact, I'm missing the group this morning because we're recording podcasts. But every Thursday, I'm part of a group (laughs) that meets online just to work with each other. So It's simply a Zoom group and you log in and it's a group of women who have just said, we're here to support each other. And so you log in 
to a Zoom meeting that is every Thursday from, I think it's like 8.45 to 11 a.m. our time. And the first 15 minutes is chitter chatter. And there's a person who's very organized and keeps everybody in line in the group. And they make everybody go to their own little desks at nine o'clock-ish because sometimes they get sucked into the conversation too. And everybody works and every 30 to 45 minutes to an hour, all of the people are brought back in and the question is asked, does anybody need any help? And if they do, like if you need somebody to bounce ideas off of, that person will route you into a private meeting room, a breakout room in Zoom, and you can talk to that person or work with them. But I'm going to tell you, it's so cool because you get so much done because there's just somebody else in the room. I was talking with some entrepreneurs the other day, and I know you've expressed this, Kara, and asked them some of the struggles they have around entrepreneurship. And they're like, it's damn lonely out here in the world (laughs) by yourself. Yes. And that's one of the reasons I think that we kind of shirk on these goals, right? When we're going to coach ourselves and we're not creating the change that we want to have in the world, it sometimes is because it's a lonely business to be an entrepreneur and you just don't have that interaction. And even as an introvert, you need human interaction in order to feel connected and moving forward in your life. And if you're an extrovert, you need it for energy too. But those things, like if that's not available to you, if you don't have that, you know what? Start it. Make that your first thing you're coaching yourself to do is to start that group that meets on every week and gets together and just simply works on Zoom together. It's an amazing little tidbit to help you really reach your goals and to have that work buddy relationship that you would have had all along in a corporation somewhere. A hundred percent. It can be so so lonely. And I love that you're doing that. And you know that you and I have done that together and that I do that with other photographers, like we get together and work. And there is, especially if you, if you haven't been a small business owner or a solopreneur, like your whole life, and you've worked in office settings or in team environments, it's a big shift to go to being by yourself every day. And I don't mean by yourself in that, oh, of course we go out and we see our clients or we talk to our clients. That's totally different. I'm talking about having, like what Kim said, having people to bounce ideas off of or to the water cooler chit chatter. Like we still need that as humans, even myself as an introvert, I still need to shoot the shit with people. Like I just need to have that option. So I love that. Kim, do you want to wrap us up? Sure do. So yeah, everybody who is listening to this, we hope you're enjoying this conversations that we have on the business animal. And we would love if you would give us some feedback on how we're doing. You can reach out to us via email through our website. You can also message us on all of the major social media platforms. We're at the business animal on Facebook and Instagram. And please drop in and let us know your thoughts around this topic as well as any other topic that we have on the show. And if you would be so kind to do so, if you got some benefit from this show, please drop over to the Apple or wherever you listen to your podcasts and leave us a rating and review that really helps us reach out to more people with this podcast. And we love doing this and it's a labor of love for both Kara and I. So we so appreciate your support. 
going on two and a half years. Uh, are we two and I, a half it years? It feels like forever. I feel, I, yeah. <laughs> I don't even remember a time when we were doing this. It's forever in my brain I know. Now. I know. So, yeah. So, anyway, we look forward to hearing from you guys from out there in the world. Meanwhile, go out there and coach yourself to a better tomorrow. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Business Animal. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you learned something today, leave us a review. To learn more, find us at thebusinessanimal.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, keep your business well-trained with The Business Animal.